Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Today, I'm filling in for Brian Johnson, and we have one of those FAQ episodes that we do. And I'm here with Michelle Bronk, Senior Laboratory Assessor. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So today we brought you on to talk about a really frequently asked question that I know even I get. I can assume that you get this question all the time as well. But how do I prepare for an assessment? So this is seems very simple, but it also seems very complicated to me at the same time. So we're going to break this down. And I first want to ask, how would a first time laboratory prepare for an assessment? Very good question and definitely a question we get very frequently. My recommendation always starts off with the test methods that you guys are signing up for. It's really important to go back over those test methods again and truly have an understanding as to how you do those test methods every single day. Um, and feeling confident, I don't know if you know doing test runs in your laboratory amongst each other is going to be the best way or quizzing each other verbally on different aspects of the test methods, whether you're signed up for AASHTO or ASTM methods or a combination of the both because there can be differences between the two. And then also our proficiency sample programs, those proficiency samples, running those, those tend to help um, something that our assessors actually go through during training is running all those proficiency samples as well. So keep that in mind when you're doing the assessment and you have the assessor there. They have actually run a good majority of these test methods too, so they will be a source of knowledge. You're, you're not going to be completely on your own. You will have, you know, your standards in front of you. You will have your coworkers in front of you. So if you're going through something and um, you have questions, we, we do encourage that you use the tools that you would have during your daily laboratory performance when we're not there to use those while, while we are watching you guys perform your testing. The phrase open book, open note, phone a friend that I've heard assessors refer to that as the type of vibe of the assessment. Yeah, it is open book, phone a friend. What we're primarily looking for is that that person performing the test method is proficient in the test method. So if someone is performing, I want to see them doing the majority of the work. But if, you know, they have to look something up based on a question or if they have to ask someone like, oh, I, I know so-and-so is going to know this answer. If that's what they're going to do, then that's what we kind of expect, but constantly reading from the method or having somebody else be the one that's always answering the questions, that's where it kind of becomes, okay, I want to see you perform the methods yourself and show me that you're proficient. But as assessors, we're also there as a guiding block to say, all right, I have some questions here. Questions aren't necessarily a bad thing, but it's just having us understand where you're coming from and to see that you are truly proficient in the method. 
is a laboratory whose first time assessment is their preparation for the assessment different than someone who say it's their you know, fifth assessment? How would they how would those differ preparing for assessments in those scenarios? I would probably encourage new laboratories and, you know, laboratories that have been around the block, pretty much the same preparation. However, the ones that have had several assessments kind of already know what to expect. My encouragement would be for laboratories that have specifically longer tests or test methods that have multiple steps like a washing, a drying, especially with long hours um, in between. Um, depending on the length of your assessment, we may not be able to get to all of those in accurate time frame as to how they should truly be performed. However, assessments are a snapshot of what you guys do. So the assessor may encourage you to speed through those processes. It usually is helpful to have those longer test methods set up in stages where if there's a washing procedure, have the wash portion ready to go. And then if it goes into something where it has to be dried back to a constant mass or for several hours, have that sample have already been dried back and move through that process with that next sample. Like I said, it's just a snapshot of what we're doing. So as long as you're verbally telling us, you know, we would wait for that length of period and then we'd move into the next step. Assessors are not going to have any hesitations with moving forward through those longer test methods because we only have so much time with all of our labs to go through test method at a time. So kind of like the the baking TV show where you have like, and now it's ready out of the oven kind of scenario. Yes, exactly. When should, I may have, this may have been a better first question of when should a laboratory start preparing for their assessment? This is maybe a little bit difficult to answer as a laboratory assessor, someone who's not always in a lab. Obviously, this is going to change depending on how busy a laboratory is and kind of how many hands on deck there are. I would say probably leading, like the week leading up to the assessment for test samples. Paperwork, on the other hand, because we will also be reviewing paperwork, um, that should be kind of constantly updated. So going through R18 and any other additional quality standards that you may be signed up for, that may take a little bit longer of a, of a process and making sure that you have everything there and your records, um, any equipment type calibrations. Um, keep those in mind as probably like the month leading up. So from the, from the time you get your announcement letter to the date of the assessment, be conscientious of some of those items that might be in the paperwork side of things that you may not have thought about because it's something you present to the assessor. Um, it's not something that you're necessarily performing on the spot there for the assessor. So if this is somebody's, let's say, fourth assessment, a laboratory's fourth assessment, and they have had taken corrective actions on nonconformities that were found in previous assessments, is this also a good time as you're preparing for their next assessment to make sure that those are already 
been truly resolved or should that have been done forever ago? So with corrective actions, we want those to be handled as soon as possible. Um, when we come through with an assessment after you've already had, you know, one, two, three, four before, um, we do go back through and evaluate how you guys did on the last assessment. So we will be looking through those and depending on the types of notes, they sometimes have different types of resolutions to those findings. So some of them may be in-house by the laboratory, but others are going to be expected to respond with the quality analyst. Um, so depending on the type of finding is going to a little bit vary with how quickly a response may be needed. But we do still want to see if, if there is something, you know, coming up in the processes that shouldn't be happening. We, we do still want those to be handled um, as quickly as possible, even if they are being done in-house. I've heard of scenarios where something that was perhaps an observation or a non-technical finding on one assessment that can then turn in if it's not resolved can escalate if it's not taken care of. So would it be wise for laboratories being assessed to review their last assessment and see if anything has fallen through the cracks? Yes. You know, you've already gone through an assessment. You might want to look back through your processes, see if there were any notes, because as an assessor, I'm telling you, we will be looking at the previous assessment to see if there's anything. So why not try and resolve that finding from last time and make sure it's not the same note where it could potentially bump up the level of the note that the assessor writes for the current assessment. And how is preparing for a remote assessment different than what an on-site assessment? So there's an adjustment period for both the assessor and for the laboratories. We will be working with you very closely on this because this is a new process for us as well. I would say preparing with, you know, your camera and your, you know, internet setup. This is something that hasn't been, you know, an item to look at in the past, but because the laboratory is now becoming our set of eyes and ears to <laughs> manipulate around, it's pretty important for us to um, be able to see all aspects of testing and to be able to hear well, to have a good connection. So whether it's you have one of the coworkers moving around the camera while somebody else performs the testing, or if it's having a tripod set up and being able to work with the assessor with changing angles. I think a little bit of practice with going through that, maybe with some coworkers, making sure you're checking your own connection besides when we are performing a dry run prior to the assessment taking place and having the assessor check the quality. It might be helpful to get in a couple of practice sessions to see how well camera angles and clarity are working out. Is there any difference then for the actual preparation for remote assessment for the technician that's running a specific test? Like that prep work should all be basically the same or is it different because it's a remote assessment? 
It should basically be the same. We're still going to be going through the same processes as if we were on site. Um, it's just that we're not going to physically be there. Us going through and, you know, visually inspecting things and asking questions. We're going to be asking you guys to move the camera around to best see everything instead. But we're still looking for as many of the same aspects of testing as we would in person. So what resources do we have for laboratories that want a little more guidance in preparing? Do we have anything available for them that we can direct them to on our website? We do have some links on our website. If someone is on the homepage, there should be on the top left-hand side a spot that says laboratory assessments. If they click on that, it'll bring them over to the assessment page. Specifically on that page, I think that there is a section where you can click remote assessments and there should be some documents there as um, you're preparing that you can go through to see what all you may need. I want to say that there's also videos available online. Right. In addition to the remote assessment documentation we have on our website, I believe we also have assessment preparation lists on our website, also on the laboratory assessment page or in our documents library. And I believe they break out by scope what uh, how to prepare for an assessment. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. So those are good um, documentations to look into prior to the assessment. I would also say that once you have an assessment date, you will also have an assessor name associated with who is going to be doing the assessment. So I would encourage as well to reach out to the assessor that um, is going to be performing the assessment for your laboratory and maybe talking to them more specifically maybe the steps and processes they specifically look for or if they are capable of watching multiple test methods at a time, depending on the speed at which your laboratory can go, most of us are fairly good at multitasking. So they would be able to give guidance as to where we may be able to watch one test method while another one may have a soaking period time or where something can at least start to be prepped while another one is running. What's the thing that you want to tell laboratories about preparing for their assessment? Maybe take a deep breath. It's not exactly, you know, a, a, a test test. It's a process we're trying to encourage you to be the best and continue to make the correct steps as you go through the laboratory assessment process. So as the assessors there, they are a source of knowledge as well. If you have questions, they won't be able to give you outright answers during the performance of things if they ask you a question. But if, if you're confused about something, they're more than happy to help you out. We, we want you to succeed with what you're doing. It's not something where you're completely on your own. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Michelle. This has been Michelle Bronk, Senior Laboratory Assessor. And I want to thank our listeners for listening to Astro Resource Q&A. 
If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Asheville Resources' Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org. 